that is how we all at least in berlin we all got on into this just to have some money on the side and thought why not try right there's no one i know uh, in his right mind at least that i think is like i want to be a tour guide since i was nine Hello and welcome back to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide in Berlin, and currently without my daily applause. In today's episode, we're going to talk a bit more in depth about our profession. I mean, I myself made a decision for this career at some point and gave others the other idea up. So I'm I'm in this. This is Carolina Marburger, a guide that has been in Berlin since 1999. Caroline is one of the founding members of the Berlin Guides Association and has always been a very active member in our community. Because we all realized at the time we are in this. We, we want to do this. This is our profession and we need to do something that makes this um, less, well, let's face it, looked down upon. This conversation with Caroline is already from a little while ago. That's why there is some chat about going to a bar in there. But you can always find the exact date of our conversation and other interesting links and materials in the show notes. All right, here is Caroline Marburger. Hey, can you remember that um, about three weeks ago we still had a beer in a bar? Yes, <laughs> that was the last time I think we were out, was it? <laughs> It was for me. It was the last time I went to a bar. <laughs> it was yes. Uh, well, Bouter, it was it was lovely to have you as my last uh, person to have a have a drink with. Um, Different times, eh? Very much so. I mean, yes, I remember that night, even though it was the first time I was in Kreuzberg and and saw how we were already sort of definitely in very much sort of streets that had changed and altered already and see it that different. But at the same time, our our get together seemed kind of normal and nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it was quite chilled. Um, I, I remember you you and I were, were talking a little bit about that it was already getting quite weird and crazy. But, but at that time, there were still tours still happening. I still had tours lined up for me. Um, from that moment onwards. Yeah, we were still hoping that, I mean, our the tour that we were meant to do together had been canceled, but that was because they were ahead of the curve in many ways. That was the one big gig I would have had in spring. And, and so I realized, oh, okay. Um, so it, it was a big hit in a way for me, but I also realized, okay, I, hmm. at the time, I think we all still considered it, though, unfortunate, yet still kind of it would pass, maybe. When, when did you, when did you um, realize you, would ha you had no tours anymore? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure when the, um, oh, I think when, when Trump announced that he would sh shut down travel from Europe, that is when... I had expected it before, I think, but that's of course when when the last tours I had lined up cancelled. And then what did you do? I I was like I was still fine. <laughs> I, just, I I thought of I think by that time, the um, the current attitude, which is, uh huh, well let's see. Um, I'm I'm with I'm not. Because for the time being, I knew I still had some other things to do. I I didn't feel I was sort of out on the streets right away. Um, and so I, I think my personality of like, okay, let's 
let's see how this plays out came in. So I, I, I haven't had any shock or panic moments, even though I'm surprised at myself not to have had them. Why? Why do you think that is? I, I, I think because it's such a novel situation. Because it's not like the normal. I was sacked. I was put out of a job where this is a more like individual personal thing. But I think because Corona is such a shared, odd situation that I don't know, I think it's emergency mode where it's like, okay, this is a world turned into a different kind of world. So we are in this together. And plus, I mean, let's face it, the community was nice that George has sent things around. it, It felt like, okay, I'm not the only one in here anyway. And so maybe reaching out to fellow guides was part of that. It, it was this, oh, okay, something is happening that is affecting us all. And I think that was part of it. I think my personality is anything, but, but one part, an aspect of it was like, this is such a novel, yet at the same time shared experience. Hence, I'll just wait. I'll, I'll just see what happens. This is not the normal situation of losing a job and you go on a job hunt again. Um, it's. It, I think it was this novelty. Uh, how are how are you coping otherwise with just the general COVID nineteen situation here in Berlin? Um, I I would say I'm oddly well. <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm actually surprised because I'm I I I would have thought I would fall into a hole and and sort of worry, but I'm oddly optimistic. Not not about the Corona situation or COVID nineteen situation, but personally, I'm doing oddly well. I'm enjoying the contacts that I have. That I think. I wonder how your experience is, but I think that's a shared experience as well. That certain contacts are heightened, even though they are not obviously face to face, but virtually. Um, there's longer conversations on the phone, video conferences and all that. And I really enjoy that. And I made a joke out of it when I said somewhere, well, um, upsides, uh, staying in and not being out much doesn't feel that pathetic anymore. And it's, it's meant, it was meant, but it's in a way it's true. It's like, if you live by yourself, um, suddenly it's like, oh, that's, that's just normal now (laughs) so yeah you are isolating by yourself right is do you ever feel lonely i feel i feel like you're a very sociable person that likes to go out and meet people um how do how do you do that well i am very sociable and i wonder how this will be in the long run but uh but i i am also used to being by myself and i like to be on my own um, but of course, yes, the one downside I think is that you are a bit lonely to a certain degree or these moments can befall you where you feel like, oh, okay. Um, and I think the being in your own own place, I've been basically working on stuff here in, on my desk. And that is when I realized, ah, that is why I got out of the academic thing, because this being only working with your head on a desk surrounded by your own four walls there's something not particularly healthy about that um so that aspect that aspect is a bit annoying but otherwise so far i'm handling being by myself i feel i feel there is a certain gift in it like this this um deceleration time for yourself no worry at least about duties coming up right i mean 
I, I wondered like if I had kids or something that would be very different. But with the fact that I have a lot of time on my hands, but thanks to God, I'm not, I'm not panicky about it, but actually like, ah, okay. So everything is kind of toned down and there is no expectations out there. I'm not letting anyone down when I'm not, when I'm not doing stuff or getting places. And uh, so there is something calming and soothing about it as well. And, and as I said, the, the conversations you have on the phone or via Zoom or whatever is, are different in a way. I can't put my finger on it yet, but there's something quite nice about that aspect. I'm trying to also figure out like um, why some people might be feeling more anxious and more inept to deal with the current situation and other people seem to sort of be faring a bit more okay. You know, would you, if, if I ask you that, like would you know why you, you're sort of a bit more stable or feeling sort of a bit more, yeah, sort of chilled about the situation? Um, I think there are certain aspects. I, I thought... Well, three, four years ago, I probably wouldn't have handled it this well. And that has just to do with partially, partially personal development. I, at the same time, it is also currently four or five years ago, three, four, I would have been so desperate for money right now, uh, right away, because I would have just used everything up over over winter and now it needed to so I was because of existential questions I would just be far more um worried and and right now I feel like okay it's not good but I okay uh I still have a little bit time to wait so fi the financial existential aspect I think you know anyone that is currently really worried about paying the rent the next month is I think has every fair reason to be um differently affected um so obviously this is waiting for me as well, but as I, I'm, I'm rather good in sort of shutting things away anyway, if, if it's like, oh, no, it'll be fine, um, as long as it's not really pressing. So uh, I think I, I tend to press for optimism personally anyway. And yeah, I, but I, as I said, I'm a bit surprised at myself that I'm not, um, that I'm not, not too worried, but I think it's, it's sort of an aspect of, of, um, being a bit more grounded and and having having the expectation of myself that I can sort of handle this that I that I will find ways to deal with it that I have ideas for the time being and not feel completely stranded. Do you feel you need to come up with a with a brand new way for making a living right now, or are you just testing things out a little bit? Um, somewhere in between those two, I think we can we can have that job back in, in at some point. So I'm not completely changing careers, but I'm definitely thinking about okay, how how is there any way to do this? But I'm not yet. I I talked actually to a friend from Belgium yesterday night, and and he he was actually already kind of having interviews, and I thought like oh oh Mister, you're fast. Uh, so I I don't feel that way. Um, uh, but also because I was still busy doing um videos for the students, and so I knew there there would be uh, some payment for this, and and I've I still wanted to use or still want to use this time of 
for creativity and I, I allow myself that so yeah, because one of the one of the things that is of course very interesting about or one of the things always well let me phrase it differently there there is one um how do you say the character trait about tour guides in general is that it's a, a fleeting occupation sometimes something you do only for a little bit um a little bit of time figuring out what you actually really want to do with your life <laughs> and you That's know true. for for, for <laughs> there's, there's this idea behind the tour guiding and for many people this might be the moment to make that change you know or to figure out what you really want to do i'm not saying that that is true for most people i'm just saying that that idea hangs out there it, it's 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 a character trait for how many people think about tour guides how how, how do you think uh, about do you think that many tour guides themselves have this idea in the back of their minds i mean don't many tour guides themselves have come from different occupations, different backgrounds, always have something on the site and something like that. Very much so. I, I, I mean, I myself made a decision for this career at some point and gave others the other idea up. So I'm, I'm in this. But, um, but of course, we all started with this job on the side. I think uh, very few, unless we are, and we don't live in a country or city where this is a. Um, job you study or go through a specific kind of training with in that case it would be different but that is how we all at least in berlin we all got on into this just to have some money on the side and thought why not try right there's no one i know uh, in his right mind at least that i think is like i want to be a tour guide since i was nine um so that's not uh how we usually enter this job so you're completely right but um yeah, I think I think a lot lots of people have sort of other careers had them. Um, it's not true for me anymore. I basically decided for now. I mean, admittedly, even I that has said okay for the coming years I will do this and not try to be an academic historian or something completely different. There are, I think, by by career, you're probably right that there is always like, hmm, what else could I do? Because, you know, admittedly, I didn't see myself doing this for 20, 30 years, just the same kind of thing anymore. So I think there is something true to us being people that sort of play with different kind of careers and maybe being in that regard. I think that's true for more than just guides, but, but I think whoever starts this job already has fluid careers do you think that it, this 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 attitude and this idea of thinking about tour guides is dangerous for the tour guiding industry because i, I what if we feel this way and we feel that it's sort of a thing that we do on the side or in between things or while we're figuring out something else that's not really good strategy to sort of fight for your industry, to say like, we need help now. We need to make sure this industry keeps being afloat during this difficult time. Like it, the, the risk is of course that many tour guides, many of our colleagues decide to figure something else out, do some other work and eventually will leave, leave the industry. And when it comes back, we'll have lost many of our most talented colleagues. Uh, true, I mean, uh... I mean, just coming back, for one, that is why we started the association uh, and said, like, mm, this is because we started it because we all realized at the time we are in this. We we want to do this. This is our profession and we need to do something that 
makes this um, less, um, well, let's face it, looked down upon, maybe. Um, because a lot of people think it's it's something that people do on the side that is just um, something also to a certain degree anyone could do that, you know, they, they don't see a, a specific skill set in there. They don't, um, it's, you know, it's one of those professions that because it is so, uh, so much freelancers that there is no um, training involved. I think a lot of people think that um, anyone could do it and um, and therefore it's it's the social reputation I think that is I think what I struggled with most like wait I went from PhD student at an international university to tour guide hmm. well <laughs> that's that's a bit of a drop <laughs> no maybe this is also just my my own uh, I don't know my I've just been thinking about this a lot recently and I don't know exactly where where the truth lies in in that i mean i'm sure i mean isn't it it's always is in 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 either because something is shifting as it did back then but i'm sure that crisis means that that people start to band together a little and i do think you're probably right that some people will um maybe not come back but don't you think that those that really feel this is the job they want to do will and those that for whom it was a nice occupation on the side might not yeah yeah that, that, that might actually be true there's always sort of a, a sifting of those who want to do it professionally and those who just want to do it as a job on the side yeah and i think it will it has probably something to do with how long i mean um if you're in this i think for two years maybe or two or three then i'm sure you haven't yet made necessarily this transition to see yourself first and foremost as a guide. Um, I think there's always a, uh, I, I wonder like if you ask people, how do you present yourself to people you don't know? Uh, do you say I also guide or do you say, hi, I'm, and I'm a guide. Um, and, and so, and, and trust me. Yeah, that took a, took a little bit of time. Uh, trust me, it's it sort of, it took for me, it, I think it took quite some time until I understood this as my professional identity. So, and, and if, if you do, then, then you are considering this in a different way than if you just had this as one of the ways to earn money that you happen to like um so do, do you have any sense of whether and when things are gonna return to normal again a little bit well i think it's tough to say because i i i must admit that a lot of my focus is on international travel as such i i don't think that this year we will have a job and I'm trying to prepare myself for this. And I hope that next year it's, there's something like normal again. That was Carolina Marburger speaking to us from her house in Schöneberg. It's always great to talk to Carolina. She's very optimistic and is always full of inspiring new ideas. She is currently trying her hand on podcasting and, as I might add, doing a really, really good job at it. One of our most recent episodes was about tour guides uh, from different parts in Europe. I'll add some links to the podcast in the show notes and also a link to her own private page, namely Berlin Histories. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I had the great fortune of talking to a lot of you about our profession, about the things that we like and the things that we don't like about tour guiding, about how we miss our job, whether we're going to be able to guide in the future. 
but also what precisely makes our job so different from other work. Tour guides are mostly seasonal workers. We don't work nine to fives and many of us have no idea what a weekend is. The vast majority of guides are freelancers, ones that tend to work for multiple employers. You often don't need a license nor an academic degree to do tours, making our profession look, well, rather... Well, let's face it, look down upon. But being a guide, and especially being a really good one, is certainly not an easy job. Like we already heard, it's physically demanding. You can be up on your feet for up to six, seven hours a day. You're out and about, whatever the weather, rain or shine. You're constantly juggling with extremely complex historic matter, and you always have to adjust your tour specifically for the audience in front of you. And yet, despite all of this, many of the tour guides I've spoken to feel that tour guiding is one of the most fulfilling things that they've ever done in their lives. Being a guide in Berlin has been the most satisfying, rewarding job that I've done. The 10 years of, of guiding in Berlin were the best years of my professional life. To me, it's tremendously fascinating that this job that we all clearly love doing, that inspires us and gives us purpose, that this work can just disappear for, well, who knows how long. Is a profession that just vanishes for maybe the better part of a year, even a profession at all? Or is it simply work that one can drift in and out of? A plan B to fall back on when our main passions and aspirations fall through. If you want to share your experiences and views on life as a tour guide, shoot me a message at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. That also goes if you think I'm missing out on people or ideas. In general, if you're enjoying the Low Season podcast, if you think it's a valuable project that other people might enjoy listening to, do feel free to share the show. Tell your friends and family about it and let them in on the secret life of tour guiding. Tell them it's a real job. I told you so. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork by Sergio Membrias. Georgia Briungu is a perfectly cooked and doubly peeled edamame bean. Tomorrow we're back to chat with Mark Soler. Uh, as a tour guide, they always say that there's never bad days. There's just good days and very, very good days. Speak soon, my friends. I went from PhD student at an international university to tour guide. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's that's a bit of a drop. <laughs>